Welcome to Leading Simple with Rusty George. Our goal is to make following Jesus and leading others a bit more simple. Here's your host, Rusty George. Hey everybody, glad to have you with us. I want to say a special welcome to our friends from Charisma. Charisma platform uh, helps millions of people every single month connect with God and grow in their faith journey. And we are honored to be part of their podcast platform now and to be one of their multiple offerings for people. And if you're a first-time listener, we're so glad to have you. My name is Rusty George, and each week we try to help make leading a bit more simple. Here's what I mean by that. Following Jesus isn't always easy, but it's not complicated. And so we want to make it a little bit more simple. How to love God, love people, how to act justly, love mercy, walk humbly. And that really has a lot to do with how we lead people. So on Leading Simple, we're trying to make this a bit easier when it comes to leading people and leading yourself in your relationship with Jesus. So today we have a special conversation between me and our co-host, a guy by the name of Brad Williams, if you're new to the podcast. Brad and I are good friends, and we go back many years serving at this church together. He works in the corporate world. I happen to work in the church world, and our paths collide in church leadership, and we're so grateful to have him as one of our co-hosts as we discuss topics from time to time that intersect with our personal lives and professional lives. And today we're going to talk about this whole concept of hearing from God. Is that even possible? And do you have to hear an audible voice? Do you have to see writing on the wall? Do you have to have the picture of Jesus on your toast in the morning in order to know that you've heard from God? Brad and I are going to jump into that here in just a few moments. Today, we are sponsored by Growmentum and Stadia, two great organizations to help churches thrive. Stadia helps get churches started, and they do a phenomenal job of planting churches uh, both locally and globally. And then Growmentum helps take you to the next level. When you feel like you're stuck, when you feel like you're not really uh, leading an organization to its thriving level or you've, you've reached a plateau, they can take you to that next level. And so all of the information on Growmentum and Stadia are linked in the show notes, and we definitely want you to check those out. Walk through these with some friends and family members, figure out ways you can support them or participate with them. And you may be a person interested in planting a church if that is you. Please contact Stadia. And if you want to plant one in California, contact us. We would love to find out more. You can email me at rgeorge at reallifechurch.org. So today we're going to jump into our conversation with Brad Williams, and we're going to discuss how do you hear from God? Thanks for listening. Well, Brad, we're back again. Here we go. Another episode. You and I having a conversation. Let's deal with the first things first. Uh, The Lakers, my friend. We are getting close to the playoffs. I mean, we're not, we just passed the All-Star game, but the playoffs are probably about six weeks away. How are you feeling about that? Um, I'm feeling better. We're looking up. Okay. We're looking up. We just got a youngster that likes to jump. Yes. Yeah. I forgot his name, but he made me, I saw some of the, you know, he put a little, he kind of reminded me of a Howard and McGee combo, the way he played that mm. one game. So hopefully he, he does well. I was not doing that great early on because I was very bitter because I couldn't figure out during the losing streak why LeBron was playing so many minutes at yep. 72 years old. But yes. But how about you? How do you feel? You know, I, uh, 
We have an inside source because of our our friend who's an assistant coach for the Lakers, a, a, f- a friend of the podcast, been on a couple times, Mike Penberthy. I was pretty distraught, but I texted him. He said, our really only competition are the Sixers. So I'm feeling better. I think we're going to be okay. I think we'll get out of the West, and the odds are the Sixers will implode before they get there. So I think we're all right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they will. They will. So today, besides talking about the Lakers, we're talking about hearing God. Um, so Brad, I know you've got some questions, but let me kick it off and throw it to you first. Has hearing God been a progressive thing for you? Is it is it more like a roller coaster up and down, or is it like a staircase? It, what once was bad and now it's great. Um, to answer that question, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 really all of that because it's like when I think about my journey with the Lord, it goes from you know me just uh, talking, you know, a, a monologue, and not listening, asking and not listening to me, understanding, you know, what it means to commune with the Lord as I matured as a Christian. But then I have seasons where I'm good at it, where I'm really, you know, in the zone. And then I have seasons where I'm, I guess it's anxious again is the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. And when I get anxious, I start, I go into my asking him for uh, everything, seeking his hands and not his face. Mm. You know, so uh, it, it's been a up and down it's been up and down for me recently, but I'm in a good place now. Uh, for me, it's slowing down and realizing the importance of, as a Christian, meditation and what that really looks like, how repeating scripture over and over again and praying scripture mm. and not doing so much asking, but just really sitting um, with God in the word, in his presence and asking for uh, a dialogue in, in, in his way that's when I'm able to hear what he's trying to say uh, in my life. Oh, that's so good, Brad. I, I'm, I'm reminded of two, um, two comments I heard recently. I spoke in uh, Las Vegas a few weeks ago. I spoke on uh, the book After Amen and, you know, where's, where's God while we wait and those kind of things. And somebody came up to me and they, they said um, a comment that I thought was so good. And they said, you know, I've always heard it this way. Um, sometimes we're looking for Superman and God sends us Clark Kent, you know, and I think when it comes to hearing God, we're waiting for this supernatural lightning from the sky kind of moment. And sometimes it's the old lady crossing the street that you get a chance to help. It's the comment you hear offhanded by somebody. It's, uh, something your kids say, God uses those moments to get your attention, um, in a great way. And then the second one is one that we heard recently on the podcast from Mark Batterson. And that is that God won't do the super till we do the natural Mm. and that combined it's supernatural. And I think exactly what you just said, it's the daily discipline of putting yourself in God's presence to listen. And it may not be then, but you'll be more prepared to hear it later. No, that's good, Rusty. And and on that note, I'm wondering, um, and I know a lot of our listeners are wondering, um, you named a few, but what are uh, the different ways that you feel God speaks to his people? Yeah, well, you look through scripture and, you know, the book of Hebrews says in the past, God has used prophets and, and more recently he's used, uh, you know, his word. And um, I think that you, you just see all through scripture, there are times that God will use um, some some really out of the box things, 
you know, obviously writing on the wall or a pillar of cloud or fire or those kind of things. We don't see that much anymore. Uh, when I travel overseas and meet with uh, churches and people over there, they have more supernatural moments than, than we see. Um, I think there's just a, a really strong um, spiritual, uh, not just presence, but evidence over there. Mm-hmm. And I think they're a little bit more attuned to it because they rely on it so, so much. We are a little bit more self-sufficient, so we kind of get used to not you know, relying on hearing God. But I think that he'll still use some of those things. I think in the past he's used dreams for people. Um, I think there's been some times in my life I've sensed that a dream has, has led me in a direction. Um, but primarily for me, it is a combination of three things, prayer, scripture, and godly people. And you kind of line those things up, almost like a, you know, a combination lock. You turn it one way, you turn it the other way, you turn it back the other way, and all those little pins fall into place, and then it begins to make sense. Yeah, no, that's that's really good. Do you feel that um, you talk about different cultures around the world? Do you feel like um, part of what the enemy wants to do is uh, kind of stifle our communication with the Lord through all the distractions in this country? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think you know. This uh, <laughs> COVID season has been so, so clear while, while we had a great opportunity to fall on our face and cry out to God uh, about a year ago when the world got shut down. Um, and I think that was going on for a little bit. And then quickly the conversation began to turn towards how well is the president doing, the election, the uh, atrocities in our social justice system racial injustice and it got us all yelling at each other on social media rather than listening to god and what he wants to do and i think the enemy just sits back and laughs while we all yell at each other through facebook and instagram yeah no i I completely agree and then to our younger generations you know them getting so distracted with all the multiple layers of minutiae online you know on social media it's almost like a, a direct attack on, on our communication. Right. And so I feel like my question for you and all that too is um, a lot of people as a result don't feel like they're hearing from God. Yeah. And what, what in that case, when somebody doesn't feel like they're not hearing from God, does that mean God's not speaking to them? Yeah. Let me give you an analogy I got from um, an author years ago. There was a time <clears throat> years ago and Brad, uh, we're similar ages, so you probably remember this. When we would drive cars that um, had the uh, bench seat up front. Yeah. And you'd be dating somebody, and they would slide over and sit next to you while you drove. Mm-hmm. Remember those days? I do, I do. And you'd drive with your left hand and put your right <laughs> hand around uh, your honey, yeah. you know, and all was well. And then you end up getting married, and... Uh, one day they're sitting on the other side of the car and they say to you, Hey, what happened to the days we used to sit by each other? Huh. And then you say, what, who moved? Right. You know, <laughs> right. And I'm still here. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's our relationship with God. There are moments that we, we just, you know, kind of slide over and we just need him so desperately. You think about the valleys in your life when you're crying out to God for your kids or for your finances or your health or your future um, on behalf of somebody in pain, 
and you feel so close to God during that moment. And then life begins to take over again and you just get busy and you think, I got it from here, God. And I think he says, well, who moved? You know, and I think for a lot of us, the, the listening to God is we got to carve out space um, because it may not happen in that moment, but it does sensitize our heart for when it does. Um, if I'm if I'm going to journal every day, then I'm thinking all day, what am I going to write tomorrow? Uh, if I'm praying for other people, then I'm thinking about what's God doing for them. If I'm keeping a prayer journal or a prayer list, I'm thinking about how is God answering those prayers. And I'm beginning to notice things in my life and in my day and in nature. Uh, and I, it just really begins to make his voice seem that much clearer because he hasn't moved. Yeah. Uh, mainly it's just us. Hmm. That's really good. And it, it seems like, uh, not seems like, but the most important relationship we have is with God. Mm. And it would behoove us to focus on our communication with him above any and everything else. Mm. You know, it, it reminds me of, you know, being that, you know, um, we're the bride and he's the, the groom. Yeah, it, it does remind me of a relationship. And it's almost like we're cheating on him with so many other things. Mm -hmm. And so many other things are taking our attention when he's right there. And he's like, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to look out for you. So we do need to up our up our game when it comes to hearing God and communicating with God. And, and speaking of hearing God, uh, when it, when our listeners out there, when they're talking to God and they're praying, how do they distinguish between is this my voice I'm hearing or <laughs> is it God's voice? You know, like, like how do they do that? Man, that's a great question. I've wrestled with that a lot. And I think let, let's go back to another analogy here. OK. Um, we tend to think of God's will like a balance beam. You're either on it or you're off of it. When sometimes it's uh, his general will for us is a lot bigger than that. It's more like a football field. And you're either in bounds or you're out of bounds, but there's a lot of space to run around on that field. And I think there's sometimes that I think God says, you know what, um, you choose. I know you're going to honor me whichever way you go. Um, but uh, then there's other times he gets really specific and says, no, no, no. I want you to run the out route to the 30 yard line and I'm going to hit you, you know, on a button hook. How about all those terms? That's pretty Brad? good. That's not uh, a button. Then, uh, then suddenly, um, you know, it gets more specific, but I, I think that for us, it does come down to, first of all, recognizing that God's, um, you know, God's boundaries are a little bigger than we thought. Mm -hmm. Um, and his, his clarity for us, um, is often seen through those big three, you know, does it line up with what I see in Scripture? Um, not am I going to Scripture with my opinion and trying to find the verse that'll match it. Right, right. Um, and this is what I often refer to as the uh, <clears throat> Russian roulette with the Bible. You know, when you pray a prayer, then you open the Bible, put your finger down, and you figure out, you know, oh, that's my answer, and figure out what that means. <laughs> um, but really seeing the heart of God in Scripture. I think that's where people get tripped up when re they read the Bible. They assume they'll open page one, and it's a... It's a manual, and what, what we want is a, a drill sergeant telling us what to do, but the Bible comes at us like a storyteller saying once yeah. upon a time. Yeah. And we begin to hear the heart of God through that, and we begin to see, boy, his heart beats for people. Okay, does this decision help me love people or just benefit mm -hmm. me? Yeah, does good. this decision draw me closer to God or further away? 
does this decision show people the love of Christ or does it show them the, uh, uh, the vanity of me? You know, those kind of things. And then it comes back to that one thing that Jesus told us, and that is, you know, love others the way that I've loved you. So yeah. you've got scripture, you've got prayer. And then I always include in this just godly people in your life that know you and know God and can kind of be the go-between. Yeah. Uh, I remember when my wife and I were deciding whether to move to California, which was one of the biggest decisions we've ever made in our lives. Uh, I picked out four or five people that I knew, knew me and knew God. And I said, here's what they're asking me to do. Here's the job description. Will you pray about it for a week and then tell me what you think? And to a person, they came back and they said, this sounds like you. So it gave us tr- tremendous confidence in knowing that others saw it the same way. And if you don't have some people around you that can just kind of say, you know what, there's a few things you need to you need to think about here. You need to lean into, or as Andy Stanley says, pay attention to the tension. Mm. If you don't have those in your life, you're you're often going to miss something. How do you see this in your life, Brad? Hey, we interrupt this podcast for two very special announcements. One is we have a great, great resource for all church leaders to use on Easter. Every Easter for the last several years, I've had this feeling of, boy, all these new people have given their lives to Christ, been baptized into Him. What resource could we give them? Well, we put one together called A Simple Path to Following Jesus. It's available on Amazon, or you can also get it through PastorRustyGeorge.com. It's a very small, easy easy read book that we're giving away digitally and physically at both of our styles of locations. You could do that easily as well. You can check that out, pastorrustygeorge.com or on Amazon, A Simple Path to Following Jesus. Now, I also got something free for you. We are taking a 28-day journey towards Easter by walking through the Gospel of Matthew. And I've written a free devotional guide for you, a free PDF, and you can just get that at pastorrustygeorge.com. Do this with family, do this with friends, sit down with your kids. You read one devotion a day for 28 days, you make it through the Gospel of Matthew. It's gonna be so much fun, and we can talk about it by DMing me at RustyLGeorge on Instagram. Okay. Back to our show. You're often going to miss something. How do you see this in your life, Brad? Um, well, you actually uh, preached a sermon a while ago. A while ago, uh, that's one of my was one of my favorites. Um, and you you were talking about uh, what's the real reason why? Yeah, right. And uh, the tension was one of the top points that you made. You know, what tension are you not paying attention to? Um, how do you want your story? And so there's a lot of great points in that, and that helped me. Um, yeah to start asking myself questions uh, in the midst of me communicating with the Lord. Yeah. You know, like what's the real reason why Brad, you want to do this, you know, or why did you, why do you feel like this right now? And to your point, counterbalancing things against the word is the key Mm -hmm. because some things just aren't in bounds. They're not in line with scripture. So, you know, it's you, you know, I know for me when uh, the word says be anxious for nothing, Mm -hmm. So if I'm anxious to do something and I'm telling me myself it's God, there's no way. (laughs) There's no way. (laughs) And so I really do uh, use scripture. And to your point, um, you know, being a part of a church, having uh, sermons that you can take with you and you can apply to your life, small groups, same thing. Um, You know, all these things are tools that we can use to to hear God and make sure we're not acting out of our own feelings and emotions. I love that, Brad. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think there is a growing trend in our society to be Christian without a church. Mm. 
to be spiritual without a congregation. And I understand the idea behind that. And yes, you can be incredibly spiritual by yourself in a prison cell, or as we saw with the Apostle um, John on the island of Patmos uh, and Paul in a prison cell. But they both long to be back with their church. Yeah. And I think there's a reason for that. It's not because those people are perfect, but because those people show you the words of God. Yeah. And they hold you to something. And when your faith is low, their faith is high. And then you lift them up. They give you a built-in, not only accountability for your own sake, but they give you built-in people to serve mm-hmm. so it doesn't become all about you. And I am I am cautious and, or concerned about our next generation coming up thinking that they can be highly spiritual without a church because they're missing out on what what Jesus calls the bride, or the bride of Christ, the bride of himself. Yeah. And so... I know over the course of 2020 and probably over the years prior that the church hasn't always, um, you know, been all that um, attractive and has done some horrific things. I mean, this has been going on since the first century. And you see this through the Crusades and through all kinds of political upheavals where people did things in the name of Jesus. But that doesn't necessarily mean it is Jesus. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's his bride. And so I would encourage people to fall in love with the church again. And make sure that you submit yourself to a church and a group of people in the church because they will be people that serve you and people that you serve. And in doing so, you do hear God. That's right. Yeah. And, and two, you know, just like we're talking about, it's also a sign of how the enemy um, attacks us by making us justify our, our, our feelings dictate our actions. And that's not biblical. Like right. Jesus came and he unified two groups of people, Jews and Gentiles, and created community. Mm, you know, that's good. Th- this whole thing is about relationship relationship and community. Right. So the basis of what we believe and what God is doing is so we can all be together in heaven, you know, in community. So why in the world would he tell us to separate before <laughs> you come together? <laughs> yeah. He wants us to learn how to live in community and how to love one another and how to do for one another down here so we can, it's almost a prerequisite, you know? Mm. So, yeah, I think people get caught up in their feelings and emotions and they really forget the whole real reason why Jesus right. came, you know, to unify, to bring together. Um, and, and we and we miss it. And that actually reminds me of the next question I have for you. Um, you know, growing up in the, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, I'm African-American male and I grew up in that black church and there was always somebody coming and saying, Hey, I got a word. Mm. <laughs> I got a word from the Lord. And we'd be like, really? <laughs> 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 and they tell you something and, and you could always tell that it was God when it was confirmation, mm. you know? as opposed to from completely from left field. Mm-hmm. But how do you deal with that, Rusty? Like how, you know, when people say they heard from God and they use it as a means to manipulate or hurt others, you know, how do you heal from that uh, when that happens? Well, what's interesting is, is when you read through scripture, when people hear from God, it never takes them to a better situation. <laughs> it's always a risk. It's always... Yeah. Yeah, bring your son up on this hill and kill him. Uh, move your family across the country and live on nothing. Yeah. You know, there's these um, uh, really difficult uh, questions that God asks of us or or 
projects he gives us. So when people come up and tell me, I've heard from God and here's what he wants me to do. He wants me to come on your staff and teach half the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I think I know where that's coming from. <laughs> or he, he wants, um, he wants you to, or to, to do this for me or to change the music style or to give me money or, you know, it, it's often very self-serving in some of the things that we hear from God. And, that just doesn't sound like the way that God communicates with us. Are there times that God blesses us and gives us a reprieve or a, you know what, a, a really great um, vacation or time away? Absolutely. But the words from God oftentimes push us to a place of being uncomfortable yeah. rather than a place of greater comfort or convenience, which those are really our gods here in America, comfort and convenience. That's true. And oftentimes he leads us away from those things. The easiest way I used to deal with that, Brad, back when we were meeting in a movie theater um, or a high school, people would come up and say, I want to get involved. Great. I'll see you at 530 on Sunday morning. We set up. And it was a real good way to weed out people you know, oh, yeah. who's really, <laughs> who's really in this. Like, I mean, you know what? I, did, I don't think I heard God say what I thought he said. You know, I will see you at 1130. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. Exactly. Well, Brad, this has been uh, uh, really helpful just to process this stuff together. Um, I think for our listeners, I would just encourage them, you know, God is still speaking. And sometimes it's not audible. In fact, I've never heard an audible voice. I hear internal kind of promptings. But one of the quickest ways that you can get yourself in sync with God is through gratitude. Mm. And a common practice I tell people to do is just to notice what God has done and say thank you. That's as as small as the sun coming up in the morning, you know, seeing uh, your kids, um, you know, if you're a dog person, petting a dog, uh, your car starts, um, you get to go for a walk, it's a pleasant day out, whatever it is, you can get down to everything. Just finding something to say thank you for um, will begin to make you attuned to what God is doing because our world doesn't have to be as beautiful as it is. He does that for our enjoyment. So say thank you, and you'll begin to notice him. Um, Brad, as always, uh, it's always great talking with you. Any final thoughts for our listeners? Uh, no, no final thoughts, but I just want you to know I have your back because uh, your wonderful wife uh, posted a picture of a cat on her profile. Oh, man. And I commented, no. I know. I, I, I couldn't believe it. We need to do a whole podcast on why <laughs> I now have a cat in my home because I have been so adamant against it my entire life. Yeah. And COVID makes you do crazy things. I'll just say that. And there you go. There you I'm a sucker for my kids. So there, there you go. <laughs> All right, Brad, we will talk again soon. I think the next time we get together, you and I are going to have a conversation about why we decided at Real Life to move back indoors. Mm. And when we record that, we will have been indoors for a few weeks and we'll be able to give everybody some insight into what we learned. Yes, looking forward to it. Well, thanks so much for listening. Please subscribe and share. It mean the world to me. And I would love to hear from you. You can DM me on Instagram at Rusty L. George. And next week... Cannot wait for you to hear this conversation with a woman that works at Facebook high up in their organization, also a pastor, also a uh, social justice uh, mover and shaker. She's incredible. Her name's Nona Jones, and she's going to be my guest next week. You're not going to want to miss it. Until then, have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take a moment and subscribe to the podcast so you'll get it delivered every week. And subscribe to the Rusty George YouTube channel for more devotionals, messages, and fun videos. Thank you for listening to Leading Simple. Learn.